Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So about Michael Jordan, how you gonna hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello, welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Today is a good one. So today we're going to be talking about, we're re, uh, not restarting, but starting off from where we left off from the top 100 rankings. So basically how this is going to go down from here on out is I'm about to do 60 to 51 for you guys. And then we're going to do 50 to 25, we know 50 to 26, and then 25 to 1. And that'll be top 50 players in the NBA, part one, part two. And so, yeah, as you guys may notice, Christopher Muhammad is uh, missing in action right now. So we basically wanted to take some of the load off of him because his girlfriend's birthday is coming up this weekend. So trying to get this out before the weekend starts so he can edit it. Uh, which, happy birthday to Chris's girlfriend. You know, a uh, vital, te- uh, vital part of the team. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about first, number 60. Let me just kick it off here. Kevin Porter Jr. Now, this guy is really special. Uh as a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, it's very sad to see how great he's been doing. Obviously, I think he dropped a 50-piece last year off the top of my head. This guy's 20, 21 next year. Uh, shooting guard, combo guard, whatever you want to call him. One of the most important things to know about this guy is 6.3 assists. That's really special from a quote-unquote two-guard. Because that means on pick and rolls, he's making really good decisions. So this development in this way is kind of like James Harden-ish, which I don't think is too ridiculous because it does look like he crafts his game after James Harden. Now, the idea of him one day becoming James Harden, far-fetched. Calling anybody one of the greatest players in the NBA one day without being some generational talent is very far-fetched. But this guy is special. This upside is special. Uh, he has great ability to create off the dribble, tough shot maker, uh, tough shot shooter, 16.6 points per game. And we we honestly think that he <clears throat> will push 19 to 20. I think 20 and, 20 and 6 is pretty realistic for the kind of number he's going to have next year. And he's a real special player with real high upside. And I definitely really feel like he is... 
a great story of how bench players, if they get moved to a team where they're allowed to be more effective and in a role that's, that allows them to be more effective, they can make jumps like this. Uh, that's that's a weird reality of the NBA. So, you know, there's just so many high-quality guys that in the right situation become something. Like, Steve Nash may not be the guy we know who he is if Steve Nash is forced to be Jason Kidd. Right? Because he has the more of a scoring, primitive scoring element. Like, different situations, different teams, different systems, they do matter. If they're going to allow a player to free reign. And that's one thing about Kevin Porter's game is the more freedom you give him, the more special you see. So that's really great because he's, he's a tough shot maker who just needs shot attempts to develop. And as long as he gets that, he's, he's going to be a very solid player in the NBA for a very long time, which we all hope for every NBA player. So number 59 on this list is a real steady force on the team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I bet you he gets paid over $100 million over his contract. Uh, Clint Capella. This guy is a great small ball center. Pretty sure he led the league last year in rebounds, 14.3, which is ridiculous, unless his name's Will Chamberlain. Uh, 15.2 points per game, really efficient. He's going to shoot 60% from the field goal line. His free throw percentage is pretty poor, 57%. That's pretty, that's really bad. But uh, this guy's a phenomenal defensive force. His switchability, but while still being able to guard bigs, is really what makes him special. Uh, he seemed to be a little bit rejuvenated in Atlanta with his energy and the way he plays, which is really great to see, but he's also still going to be only 27 next year. Really odd, I guess, for some reason. He, he seems like the guy is like 31, but he's really young. So this guy is, you know, really great role player, understands his role, a consummate professional, Really, it's just one of those good players and uh, is very, very deserving of where he's ranked here for the 59th slot of our rankings. All right, the next one is a guy who made a really interesting jump last year, statistically for a little bit. Norman Powell. Norman Powell is going to be here at number 58. So Norman Powell is uh, averaging 18.6 points per game. Not much of a passer, but his three point percentage was forty one percent, which is absolutely ridiculous. He's six foot three. He is just a phenomenally efficient player. Uh, really good bucket getter. Seems to just be starting to really hit a stride with his real upside. I mean, I guess he's always been a really good role guy on a team. But he's kind of extended out and made his own lane as a shot creator. So he he seemed like when he was younger, all right, this guy is going to develop into a Danny Green type. But he's he's found more shot creation abilities than Danny Green found in his career. So this guy's a consummate professional. You know what you're getting from Norman Powell uh, is on a powerhouse of an offensive team with Portland. So, yeah, this guy is a really good and well-deserving 58 here. So, yeah, we're going to be very happy with him here. And then we're going to kick it to number 57. Number 57 is going to be 
a real riser last year. He would have never made any of these lists heading into the season. Dylan Brooks. Now, this guy's stats are impressive. 17.2 points, 2.3 assists. He's shooting 35% from the three-point range. He's also an extremely elite defender. Uh, And he's only 26. Now, he came into the NBA at 22, but he's still on the younger side of things. Uh, And another thing about him that really makes me excited is what he did in the playoffs. He was averaging 25 in the playoffs. It, It was a special series of what felt like a coming out party. So what I mean by that is it seems like he's a really good mid-range scorer, understands angles, understands how to get his shot off, six foot seven, so he's a taller two guard, really good footwork, while being able to offer, you know, good three-point shooting and consistent three-point shooting and good defense. He is a amazing pairing with John Morant. Because his defensive specialization and the way he scores are very different from Jaw. So they're going to pair very well in the future. And I honestly feel like maybe next year and a year, two years down the line, he might be a CJ McCollum level player consistently. So yeah, this guy is really, his, his, his stock is trending in the right direction. Really odd. A lot of, a lot of people in the NBA draft. Talk about, oh, we want younger guys that are going to, you know, develop. They have more time to develop than these older guys. There might be some credence to drafting a guy like a Dylan Brooks that's a little older because he's going to be more developed when he comes in the NBA, so he's going to stay. And as he develops, he can become somebody like Dylan Brooks. So it's a great story. Uh, He was a second-round draft pick, so those are always really cool. So... Yeah, Dylan Brooks is very deserving of where he is at. So then we're going to kick it to 56. Mr. John Collins. This guy is super bouncy. Uh, Atlanta Hawks power forward, 6'9", averaging 17.6 points per game, 7 rebounds. Uh, Shoots really well from the three-point line. Shot 40% last year was ridiculous. There's no liability on the free throw line shooting 83%. Uh, This guy is a great lob threat. He's a very well-rounded player. He's kind of like a highly athletic jack-of-all-trades player. What I mean by that, he's not extremely dominant in the post, but he can post. He's not extremely dominant creating off the mid-range and trying to attack the basket and do that thing that power forwards do where it's like, what decision are you going to make? Are you going to let me shoot the mid-range? Or are you going to let me get to the basket? Depends on where you're playing me. Like He has that ability, but he's not crazy amazing at it. He's a good three-point shooter, but he's not like a great shot creator from three-point range where it's like, man, this guy is ridiculous. He's not like a, you know, he's not a great rebounder like, like a, oh, geez, who's really, like Clint Capella, something like that. But he's a solid rebounder. You know what I mean? Like he is just a guy who has a little bit of every part of his game. Um, he's also super young. Uh, twenty. He's gonna be twenty-four next year, so that's a little ridiculous. He's got good defensive powers with the way they play small ball. He's perfect at the four, at six foot nine. So, 
yeah, this guy has room to grow. Who knows? He might get better and become a specialist at one of these areas. But he's very solid. Uh, so, yeah, love the way John Collins has grown. Uh, definitely has put in a lot of work in his game because coming out of Wake Forest, he didn't really have the skill that he has now. So, you know, congratulations to him. He just got the bag. Like He got paid, paid. You get paid over $100 million. I mean, geez. So, yeah, congratulations to John Collins. Love to see it. He's going to be here at 56. All right. Number 55, a little bit of a high upside pick, but we're going to go with our instincts here. Anthony Edwards. Now that he's going to be heading into his second year, but this guy is special. Uh, if the reports, by the way, of him being 6'6 are true, that's ridiculous. Uh, he's, he's, wow. Him at 6'6, that's scary. But uh, let's just talk about his first year stats, which is ridiculous. 19.3 points per game, 4.7 rebounds, 2.9 assists, shooting 33% from the three-point line, 78% from free throw line. Like, that's special. Rookie year, almost dropping 20 points per game. If it wasn't for Lonzo Ball, we would be a lot more hyped about this extremely high-quality player that is Anthony Edwards. Um, I wouldn't be surprised... If next year we'll talk about in the podcast at some point in time that Anthony Edwards is a 25 point per game level of score, but because of Delangelo Russell and Cat, he's scoring 20 something. Wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. And they have that guy that they like to play, Monte Morris, too. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if his stats are diluted from what his real value is, but his athleticism is ridiculous. He is reminiscent of Dwayne Wade. It is the real reality there. He's super special, super bouncy, very strong, great shot creation ability. It's just he has a great game, and he's going in a great way. I also love his confidence. He talks about how great he is. He he thinks he's great at basketball, and I love that in a player. I really love that in a young guy and somebody who's going to develop, and I really feel like next year he's going to be an elite player. So he's he's special. Uh, Anthony Edwards legitimately special. He is very deserving of 55 here. And, uh, yeah, very excited. Love to see these guys grow. It's part of it's it's so much fun watching players grow and seeing what they become and all those type of stuff. And uh yeah, so we're gonna kick to the next one and sadly we just realized that we have a typo. So Anthony Edwards is gonna be fifty four and then we're gonna basically call uh Colin Sexton, who's the next person, fifty three. Colin Sexton is sadly for this podcast. If you love Colin Sexton, I'm sorry. I may not be the best fit for you um, because I'm not as a big of a believer that Colin Sexton should have the ball as much as he does. Uh, he's a really great, he's a really good scorer, uh, high energy guy, seems to want to get better. Uh, average 24 points per game, which is pretty amazing. 4.4 assists, uh, shoots 37% from the three-point line. Really great stats. Uh, I guess the thing that when I why we might have him a little lower is that I think that 
I I don't I think he has to really develop as a passer to be kind of become the level of passer that I look for out of a point guard. Um which is weird because I'm a very much believer in that the old way of point guards is overrated. But you know, I just I'm not a big believer in the way he plays. Uh hopefully it proves me wrong. Hopefully he goes to five to six assists. And, you know, becomes an all-star next year. And it's like, Jason, you were totally wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, you know, his stats are really great. Uh, you can't really say anything bad about him. I just I just wish that he wouldn't, hmm, I guess, suck the offense out. Like, he's just, I, I just, I'm not a big believer in the way he plays. So, yeah, hopefully he proves me wrong next year and becomes what, you know, people think he can become. So, yeah, that's definitely the most controversial guy in this list for me. The next one is the guy that I think should be starting over him. 52, we got Darius Garland. Now, Darius Garland, to me, is special. Um, His three-point percentage is ridiculous, but it's also his shot creation ability from deep is why I've always loved him more. Um, For a guy who doesn't have the ball in his hands all the time to be averaging 6.1 assists. Again, it it's that, you know, it's not all because I hate Colin Sexton. It's because Darius Garland is such an obvious point guard and uh, he's just extremely efficient. I really feel like he can become an all-star one day. He just needs the reins. And it's all my own personal opinions. I, I just believe he's a tough shot maker. I mean, he's shooting 40% for the three-point line. If you watch the guy play, I I, I did I, I might have said 30 on accident. He's shooting 40% for the three-point line. If you watch him play, it's tough shots. It's like shot creation off the dribble, step back, deep three, like showing the range. Like he's... The great, the most overpowered ability for the point guard position is shooting the Dame Lillard, Trey Young, Steph Curry three, and he he's becoming that. So, yeah, this guy's special. Uh, I definitely foresee him being fifty two. Hopefully, they're able to figure it out uh, down there in Cleveland. I feel like Colin Sexton would be really great off the ball, but uh, yeah. So we're going to kick it to number 51. And sadly, for all the basketball addicts, the last guy on this list. But anybody who's been watching our podcast will know why he's so low. So some people might have this guy in the top 25. And those people are probably working at ESPN, where they just hit copy and paste from their boss. Or something like that. Rudy Gobert. Why? I mean, I could tell you Rudy Gobert's stats, but I kind of know what he is. 14 points, 14 rebounds, one assist, 62% free throw line, 67% for the field goal percentage. You know, his blocks are what makes him famous, what makes him so valuable, what, you know, the fanboys of the NBA chilling with 2.7. The reason why he's lower is because even though he plays his role within the defense, you know, they're like, okay, 
We have a good shot blocker. We're going to force everything to him and give up threes. Because to force everything to Rudy Gobert, you have to be able to not ask your center to switch. Because you, then you're exposing what your defense is built around. And then it just makes no sense. Like, why'd you do it in the first place? Well, Rudy Gobert is that. In a league with all these great guards, he gets switched and he gets exposed. Teams attack Rudy Gobert in the playoffs. I've heard many people on other podcasts who play like Damian Lillard say this. Like, there comes a point in time where everybody has to say the obvious. Does he get exposed every year in the playoffs? So, yeah. Not as big Rudy Gobert fans, but we're going to cut it here for this short. Loved having you guys on. Loved having you guys listen. And then the big two are coming. Yes. 50 to 26 and then 25 to 1. Amazing. Exciting. World-renowned. It's going to be great. Uh, So, yeah. Definitely looking forward to have you guys back on. Uh, you guys can find us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Basically, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can listen to Basketball Addicts. Thank you for being a Basketball Addict. Hit that download button, the subscribe button. All those things really help us because we're a growing uh, basketball podcast. We just passed 50 episodes, which is great. Uh, so thank you, everybody that's listened to it. Really appreciate it. Definitely looking forward to making a lot of content for you guys coming up and enjoying to see where this is going to grow to. So, yeah, thank you, everybody. Have a good day, and I will see you on the next podcast. Peace out.